Welcome to the RCAP USA Roundup. Today's episode features RCAP USA's CEO, Bill Bullard, in his weekly address. Hello, I'm Bill Bullard with RCAP USA, the voice of the independent cattle producer in the United States of America. Well, everyone knows if you increase demand for beef, and in particular generic beef, meaning without regard to the beef's origin, you will increase demand for domestic cattle, and domestic cattle will command higher prices, right? Now, you've all heard that, but it's a myth. And you don't need to take my word for this. Just look at the cattle market for the past eight years, and you'll see that increased beef demand does not always equate to increased demand for cattle. So let's take a look at this. According to the monthly beef demand index chart created by Kansas State University, monthly beef demand began trending upward in 2013 and has continued its markedly upward trend ever since. And in response, retail beef prices also trended upward. Now, retail prices temporarily decreased somewhat from mid-2015 until early 2017. But after that, they began trending sharply upward again and have reached all-time record highs for the past several years. Now, this is what you'd expect. As beef demand increases, so too do beef prices. But we're asking if increased beef demand, which has fueled increased beef prices, will also translate into greater demand for your domestic cattle and reward you with higher prices. Now, historical cattle prices show that hasn't happened since the beginning of 2015 when cattle prices began their inexplicable collapse through late 2016. Then in early 2017, as beef prices continued their skyward march, your cattle prices stair-stepped downward. And when fed cattle prices finally began to improve after hitting a decade-low price in mid-2020, the recovery has been erratic and painstakingly slow even though the beef demand index was hitting highs not seen in about 15 years. Today's fed cattle prices are where they were in early 2014, which was eight years ago. But retail beef prices back then were but a fraction of what they are today. So why doesn't increased beef demand automatically equate to stronger demand for domestic fed cattle and substantially improve fed cattle prices? Well, it's simple. The demand for fed cattle is controlled by a different market participant than is the demand for beef. Consumer buying preferences drive demand for beef, but it's the packer, not the consumer, that drives demand for cattle. For one, the demand for cattle is bounded on a weekly basis by whatever shackle space the packers offer. Now that's very different than the demand for beef that is not subject to such bounds. But you say that increased beef demand must equate to increased demand for your cattle because your cattle are needed to produce the higher volumes of beef that consumers are willing to buy even at today's higher prices. And that's the key. The increased demand for beef does not always have to equate to increased demand for your domestic cattle because the demand is for beef, not for your cattle. And what I'm talking about is that when the packers receive demand signals for more beef, they don't have to source that beef from your cattle. The volume of imported cattle and beef hit a 30-year high in 2020 and wasn't far off that in 2021. What's clear is that packers can satisfy an increased demand for beef with imported beef and beef from imported cattle with a near zero impact on the demand for your domestic cattle. So if the cattle industry wants to reap the rewards of higher consumer-driven beef demand, then it must address the packers' control over where to source beef and how much shackle space to offer. Care to guess how we can effectively empower consumers to create increased demand specifically for your domestic cattle through their buying preferences and do it in a way that will effectively take control away from the packers? 
Now, if you guess mandatory country of origin labeling or MCOOL, then you're right. Only if consumers can choose to purchase an exclusively domestic product can they assume the control now exclusively held by the packers. Now, beef packers benefit greatly from your beef checkoff dollars that allowed them to cultivate a relationship with consumers to build beef demand. Now it's time for the cattle industry to cultivate a bond with consumers to build demand for domestic cattle. And the first step is to let consumers know if they're buying beef from your cattle or beef from any one of the 20 or so foreign countries from which beef is presently sourced. If you don't think that's true, then ask yourself why the beef industry continues to put a product of the USA label on foreign beef that they have merely repackaged and on beef produced from imported cattle. Watch what they do, not what they say. So let's adopt the oldest marketing technique known. Let's put a brand name on beef from your cattle. And that brand name, of course, is born, raised, and harvested in the United States of America. Go to www.labelourbeef.com and help us make this happen. With that, have a productive week. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the RCAP USA Roundup. To learn more about RCAF USA, visit our website, www.r-cafusa.com. 